I'm Julie Lamb, a therapist turned life and business coach. In all my years as a therapist and coach, I have seen that true healing and growth comes from understanding your greatest asset, your brain. To manage your life and business, you first have to manage your mind. I'm here to help you figure out what the hell is my brain doing? Hello, my friends, and welcome back to What the Hell is My Brain Doing? Last week, we talked about perfectionism and why that is such a detrimental thing in building a business and building your life. It can stop you in so many ways. And today I want to talk about another aspect that I think is just as vital and just as important that we're seeing a lot more, and that's imposter syndrome. And this term first came kind of into my knowing several years ago when I was in my private practice, I had a client come in and this client is a very successful corporate woman heading up the ladder in this company. And she came in because she felt like the biggest imposter and she felt like somebody was going to find out that she was a fraud. And it was interesting through the course of our work, some of the things that came up were she kind of felt like as a child, she'd been told you just got lucky. You just figure that out. Like it was just a... Luke type of idea. And that belief carried with her through so many of the things that she did. And she graduated top in her class. She worked in, I mean, she, this, this woman had this amazing career, but here she is in this field that she's working at. And she, all she can think about is I'm not as good as everybody else. I don't fit in. And somebody's going to find out that I'm not qualified to do these things. And so as we work through kind of this imposter syndrome, one of the things that was so rewarding to see was that as she was able to drop this, she went on and went to a different company. She moved up the ladder in that company and she's still very successful in what she does, but she's able to recognize that this imposter syndrome had held her back a lot. And I see this with every businesswoman that I work with. And this isn't just in women. I will put that caveat there. This is with women and men. I see this everywhere. And it is a big thing that our brain does to keep us safe in so many ways. And it's time to kind of debunk this and let's move forward with it. So I want to use this client as kind of this example. And I am going to use some experiences that I've uncovered in my own life, all of it to show that this imposter syndrome as it comes about is really what stops many of us from moving forward in our life. And I, I want us to stop basically. So that's what we're going to do today. So I want to first identify and define what imposter syndrome is. So of course we talked about is this belief. Remember what beliefs are. They're just thoughts that we have thought over and over and over and over again, but it's this belief that you're not qualified to be doing the work that you're doing. You just got lucky and someone will call you out as a fraud. That's the biggest definition. I also want to use a different term as well. I want to basically look at this and say, this is when you minimize your accomplishments and you maximize your doubts. So how this comes up in life and business is that again, I want you to go back to your brain. Your brain's whole purpose is to make us fit in, to make us belong. And a lot of times as we are going about our different activities, the different things that we are trying to accomplish, we will pull from the past. We'll pull from past experiences. And just like my client did, she pulled from the past when her family member happened to be telling her all the time, you just got lucky at that. You didn't actually work hard. You don't deserve the success that you had. And I think I hear this a lot too with many other clients and lots of other people where they do well in school as an example. And then they hear the talk, oh, you know, you didn't even study. You just came lucky. It just came natural to you. So what happens is it actually creates this belief, which sounds like this is a good thing, right? It just comes natural, just as good, but it creates this feeling within you that I didn't earn it. I didn't work hard enough. And if I didn't work hard enough, then somebody's going to find out my secret. They're going to figure out that I actually may not know what I'm doing. And so this whole belief starts then 
and moves forward as we continue to grow, as we continue to challenge things. Now, what I want to do is I want to look at in the corporate world, one of the ways that we see this a lot is that there will be a job posting and it may be in the company, it may be outside the company, whatever it may be. And a woman will look at that and she will only apply if she feels like she can meet about 80% of the qualifications. And a man will apply when he feels like he needs about 40 to 50%. And the biggest difference in that mindset shift is that a lot of times women have been told over and over that we have to make room, like we have to earn our place at the table. So if we have that thought, and this is, again, this could be women, men, anybody across the board. If they have the thought, I must earn my place at this table, then they are less likely to apply for the things that they are qualified for because they are maximizing their doubt that they are actually qualified. This imposter syndrome then comes into play because it stops you from the promotions. It stops you from moving forward. And in business, I see this a lot with myself as well. As I have started my business, I thought, who am I to tell people how to run businesses? Who am I to tell people how to do these things? And so what was interesting is that I have over 20 years of clinical experience. I have started my own business. I have six years of building businesses. I know, I know what I'm doing, but I still have the thought sometime that somebody else has it figured out better than me. Somebody else knows more than me. And this is a common thought I see in my clients. It's a common thought I see among my colleagues because we believe that if we don't have it all perfectly, hear that word, perfectly figured out that somebody's going to find out that we don't know what we're doing. And if somebody finds out that we don't know what we're doing, what is all the worst case scenarios? Several weeks ago, I did a podcast about fear and the brain. And we talked about how our brain is always looking out for all those dangers. That saber tooth tiger that's out there. He's going to come in. He's going to get us. So we see that danger. And sometimes the danger is that someone else will call us out. I'm really passionate about this because this is something that I see in every aspect of everybody's life is this need to not be vulnerable because when we are vulnerable, it makes us exposed. It makes it so that we can get hurt. And remember, our brain does not want us to get hurt. Our brain wants us to be active. Our brain wants us to enjoy things. And so because of that, our brain sits there and says, okay, how do I make sure that we are safe? And we are safe if I don't have other people that can tell me something, that can do something, that can lead me on a path. And so this then leads us to not fulfill our full potential and to do the things that we feel that we are called to do. We stop trusting ourselves because we are hearing these other people outside of us that are telling us, you can't do it. You just got lucky. You don't know what you're doing. All of those thoughts. And what's interesting is that a lot of those thoughts are actually all inside of us. We internally are sitting there saying those things. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I just got lucky. I didn't, I didn't work really that hard for it. It just came to us naturally. And as we say that, then we stop moving forward. We stop trying new things. So I want us to get out of this and I want us to start looking at, again, our brain wants to keep us safe. So we adhere to that. And we say, how can we actually stay safe in these instances? So Taking this corporate client as an example, she looked at what actually were the things that made her feel good, made her feel like she was confident. And those were things like the activities that she did. They were things like her family. They were even some of the career credentials that she had. She was able to go and list all of her accomplishments. So I encourage you, one of the first things you can do when you actually are saying, I want to break free from this, Julie, 
is I want you to go and list all of your accomplishments. It doesn't matter, big, small, whatever it may be. So an example of this is that I, when I started this podcast, I got thinking about, my goodness, who's going to listen to me? What is this going to be really about? And I will be honest that I used to do videos a lot on my social media pages. And then there, there hit this point where I was like, I just don't feel like anybody's listening. Nobody's watching. Like I didn't feel good about it. And so when I started this podcast, I had to sit back and say, okay, first of all, maybe if nobody listens, that's fine. But I was going to be like, if somebody's going to listen to this, like, why would they want to listen to me? Like, how do I know? And that's when I went through and I said, you know, I know a lot about the brain. I know a lot about it from the neuroscience aspect. I know a lot of it from the emotional mental aspect. I know a lot about it from business aspect. I know the brain. I understand it. I am really uniquely qualified because that is something that I have done and experience with. And then I thought back to why is it okay that I can speak this way? What makes speaking easy for me? And I went back and I looked at all of the times that I have spoken at corporate events. I looked at times that I have done, even I went back as far as high school when I was on the debate team and I was able to present a case in front of somebody. I looked at the time that I did, for those of you that never knew this, I was in a pageant. It's a scholarship pageant, as we called it in high school, where I learned how to hold myself with confidence, where I learned how to walk in heels. And mind you, I'm six feet tall. So walking in heels, that was a big deal. But I learned how to basically build this confidence, this trust in myself. And over time, I had forgotten that confidence. I had forgotten that I actually knew these things. I actually enjoy this aspect. And once I realized that, I sat back and said, this is how it will show up now in my life. And so I want you to understand that imposter syndrome is something that will come up over and over again. So even though I had learned these things and I had all these great accomplishments and these experiences that would tell me this, sometimes I will get in front of somebody and I will think, oh, maybe I don't know what I'm actually talking about. And I actually had that experience not too long ago. I was presenting at a corporate event and I was talking about burnout. And it was really interesting because I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I know what I'm talking about. And then I realized I had experienced burnout. I know exactly what burnout feels like. And we will talk about burnout in another episode because I want to share more of my story with that. But it was interesting how once I could realize that actually, no, Julie, you do know what you're talking about, not just from the clinical, but from the personal, you can go up and do this presentation. And I did. And it was amazing. Didn't matter how much prep I had done ahead of time. It was that mental game that we all play. So one of the things I really want to offer for you is number one, remind your brain about all of your accomplishments. Remind it about the little things that you've done from your first job, maybe the things that you've accomplished there, maybe the first A you ever got from the first time that you accomplished something big, like graduating from high school or college, maybe even the degrees and credentials that you have. I have a bachelor's degree and I have a master's degree. I'm also certified in many different techniques and different things that can help people, whether it's coaching or um, neuro-linguistic programming or cognitive behavioral therapy. Like I have those things. But just because I have those things, that doesn't mean that I am not qualified in other ways, right? A lot of times we think that, oh, I need this certification. I need this training. I need this or whatever to finally prove to somebody that I know what I'm talking about. But again, if I go back to my accomplishments and I look at all those things, I have evidence that shows, actually, I do know what I'm talking about. And that then tells your brain that it's okay. I can move forward. The other thing that you want to do when it comes to imposter syndrome, list of our accomplishments, it's telling our brain, this is all about telling our brain the things that will actually help us move forward. So we've talked about expectations and standards and things that affect. And did you know, when you have imposter syndrome, you often will set yourself up for failure. 
and you do it on purpose because you, you almost don't believe that there's a way that you're going to succeed. And so I want you to actually sit back. And as you're looking at setting goals, as you're looking at moving things forward, I want you to go ahead and say, okay, what if I did fail? How would that be? Okay. Remember we talked about perfectionism. We talked about this idea of failing. So what if I did fail? How would that be? Okay. And then the next part, if I didn't compare myself to anybody else, if I didn't look at what anybody else was doing and I just stayed kind of looking at myself, how could this be okay in my next progress? So one of the things I mentioned this, you know, this corporate client, she was comparing herself to other colleagues that got hired before her or after her or the same time as her. And she was like, my journey looks different. And is that okay? And they're further ahead and I'm not where I want to be. And when we have all those thoughts of I'm basically, I'm going to call it, I'm underwhelmed with my progress. A lot of times that comes into that thought of, again, our doubts get maximized. Maybe somebody didn't realize how good I was. Maybe I just got lucky. Maybe I, and I want you to stop those. Anytime you start to feel that spiral happen, what I really want you to do is just stop it. Your brain is naturally going to look for all those things. So be willing to say, wait, stop. Remember that list of accomplishments I have? Yeah. Okay. Let's keep that list of accomplishments. Now, what I want to do is say, you know what? Everybody's on their own journey, their own path, their own way of doing things. And how I am doing it is perfect for me. Build that trust, that confidence in yourself so that you're able to say, I can do those things. The final thing that I want to do when it comes to eliminating this imposter syndrome is I want you to really, all of this kind of combines to just listen to how we talk to ourselves. Do you give yourself credit? Do you give yourself the benefit of the doubt? Do you allow yourself to really feel like you can accomplish these things? If you looked at all your accomplishments in the past, what other voices are you hearing that are telling you that you can't do this? And so what I really want to encourage you to do is to listen to voices that inspire, that move you forward. So I had a coach at one time that I really admired her and I, I liked where she was headed with different things. I liked how she talked about balance and what that looked like. And I found a lot of things that were very useful for me from her podcast, her teachings and things to that effect. So I had thought about working with her because I felt like she knew this. So I got on a call with her. And as I was on this call with her and I had mentioned that I was feeling a little overwhelmed, underwhelmed with my progress, where I was at, things to that effect. And she stopped listening to me. That's the key. She stopped listening to me and she basically said, well, it sounds like maybe you actually aren't good at what you do. Now, she didn't say it that way, but that was what I heard. She actually told me that maybe being in business wasn't for me and I needed to try something different and maybe go work for somebody, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember at that time feeling so devastated because this was a woman that I admired. This was a woman that I wanted to emulate and I want to take a part of that. And all I felt at that moment was that she crushed me. And what I noticed is that when somebody that you look up to or admire, or even, and this can be anybody, this was a mentor of sorts, this can be family members, this can be anybody. But when you hear those voices that basically are telling you can't do it, like don't even try, get in your lane, Julie, and don't move. I want to challenge you. The hardest thing to do is to stop listening to those voices. So this particular person, I unfollowed everything she did because I knew she was wrong. There was a part of me that just knew that this was not the right thing. I unfollowed her. I stopped engaging. I actually just said, you know what? I do know what I'm talking about and this is what I want to do. And it, maybe, maybe that was her intent. It gave me the power to basically step into my own being. 
And so then I found other voices that I admired more. And there have been lots of those. There have been, and they come and go. There are some that are very helpful to me that have moved me forward. There are others that I truly feel like they are there for a season in my life to help me through those things. And I challenge you that as you are finding your voice, as you are remembering the things you're accomplished that you are remembering, like how you talk to yourself and the things that you want to say, that you also just consider those outside of you. Are the people outside of you encouraging you? Are they building you up? Are they telling you that you can actually do these things? And are you listening and applying that as well? We are meant as a people, we build each other. But oftentimes when we view it as a competition for something, we feel like there's something wrong with us. When I view somebody else further ahead, then that means that there's something wrong with me. And I maximize all my doubts. I minimize everything I've ever accomplished. And the imposter syndrome rears its head. This is part of, again, your brain trying to protect you because it knows that, hey, you don't want to feel this way. Nobody wants to feel vulnerable. Nobody wants to feel bad. So because we don't want to feel this way, I'm instead going to make you feel like, why even try? Why bother? So might I encourage you to sit back, remember your accomplishments, remember you are really good at what you do. Like, you know what you're talking about. Start to maximize all of those feelings, those good things, and then really look to who you are listening to. Who are the ones that are supporting you, building you up? What does that look like for you? And may you be like my client who is successful at her job and creating massive, massive results. May you be like my other clients that are building their businesses to multi-million dollar businesses. May you even be like me, where you are stepping out into your own and owning that you know what you're doing and you're actually really good at it. Your brain wants to stop you, but we know better. So my friends, until next time, there are ways that you can minimize this imposter syndrome. And I have a link in the show notes that will give you my free guide that talks about three ways to eliminate imposter syndrome. Sign up for it and go through it. And there's some journaling prompts. There's some things that are really helpful. Don't be afraid to look at that and then shoot me an email. Say, Julie, this was really helpful or this is what came for me. And if you want to take this work further, if you're ready to finally smash those self-sabotaging beliefs and those things that stop you from getting the things that you want, set up a one-on-one call with me where we will look at all those things that stop you. We'll look at what you need to do to move forward and we'll create a plan just for you. That's what I'm here for. So until next time, this is Julie Lamb with What the Hell is My Brain Doing? If you love today's show, I would love for you to take a minute and give a five-star rating and a review. Subscribe and share with those that you know would love to learn more about managing their brains. If you're ready to join me, I want to invite you to coach with me where we uncover more about your brain so that you can have the life and business you dream about. Manage your brain is more than just a thought. It is a possibility. Go to www.julielamcoaching.com to learn more. This is how we do it. See you soon. Have a great day.